I was 24 and I had just arrived in Los Angeles in pursuit of a screenwriting career. Did I want to be a screenwriter? Had that been a lifelong dream of mine? No. I knew I wanted to be a writer and I knew I wanted to be successful. God, I wanted to be successful and famous even maybe, but I really wanted success. I craved it. And I had driven all the way across the country from Providence to Los Angeles with my brother to in pursuit of this success. And once I got to LA, I felt like I didn't stop driving. I just kept running from appointment to appointment, to meeting to meeting, seeking it, never stopping, never resting. I couldn't rest. How could I rest? I couldn't rest until I had begun to find that success that I felt I needed to feel okay about myself, to feel good in the world. Never stopped, never rested. However, same time, I had reconnected with a girl. Well, she wasn't a girl anymore. She was when I met her. She was 17, and so was I. Back when we were seniors in high school, I'd seen her in a play and been smitten with her, Jennifer. Oh, my goodness. And we used to, I used to go to her house a couple times a week. This was our courtship. I would go to her house, and we'd sit in the living room and just talk. Talk for an hour, then I'd leave. And I'd come over again, and we'd talk for another. I just love talking to her. We'd talk on the phone. I just, I love talking. It was so interesting. It was like a little journey we were going on. She was funny. She was philosophical. She was psychological. What an interesting person. And she wasn't really interested in success in a weird way. I mean, she wanted it, but it wasn't her preoccupation. She was just interested in people in life. And it was so nice to talk to her in that way. But she was living in, in Seattle. She moved away at the end of our senior year. Oh, I was heartbroken. Oh, and I dreamed of her. Literally, I would dream of her every so often, wondering what would became of her. Would we ever be together again? And then just when I was getting ready to move out, I thought, you know, I'll be on the same coast as Jen. I should give her a call. That was my thinking. It would be rude not to. So I did. And she wasn't seeing anybody, and we talked. And then I drove out to L.A., and we talked once I got there. And we talked again. So I'd spend the days running and running around Los Angeles, and then every so often, I'd give Jen a ring. And one night, I got home from running around Los Angeles. And I called her. And we started talking again, talking about our time when we were seniors in high school and talking about life and what we hoped for it and creativity. She was going to art school now. That was great. So we talked about art, about writing. She'd gone to art school because she wanted to learn to illustrate her children's books. So this was cool. She wasn't a writer in high school, but she was now. How cool. We're both interested in that. And so we talked and talked as the sun set. And I sat in that living room on the floor of my friend's Venice apartment, talking as the sun faded. And then finally it had gotten dark and my ear was sore. It was time to hang up. And I said goodbye and I hung up and I just sat there. And for that moment, I felt still. I felt an alive stillness in me. And I thought, all right, that's me. That's me, the alive stillness. And, you know, two years or six months later, I had moved to Seattle to be with her. Two years later, we were married. I always consider the choice to be with Jen to be the choice against which all others are measured felt the most authentic. But it's no surprise that 
that conversation we took, which is like a little journey you take together, ended with that feeling of a live stillness. Because years later, when I would write my first essay for Author Magazine, the, the essay that would begin the kind of work that led to fearless writing and even this podcast, when I finished that for the first time, I felt that same alive stillness in me. It's worth noting if you're a writer, stories are about movement. There's no doubt. There's a great momentum when we get into the flow, as I've talked about some on this podcast. There's a great sense of movement momentum. But I have found that when I begin my day, I have to start in stillness. And that stillness is me. Because that creative stillness, that place from which I can choose the story I want to tell, the journey I want to take, the person I want to be with, that stillness, which is always there, doesn't want anything, doesn't have anything to prove, doesn't need to achieve anything. It just is there, interested, curious, waiting. And from there, from that place of non-movement, from that place, I can choose the story I am meant to tell. As always, thanks for listening. If you want to catch every episode, hit subscribe. That's what you do. That's what you do on the internet. And if you like it, say so. I love to hear from you. So till next week, this is Bill Knauer. Stay fearless. <laughs>